Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is Support in the Absence of Natural Support. And my guest is Own Kim Lam. And we'll talk about her name. It's a very interesting name, Vietnamese, of course, and she is a very interesting, wonderful life coach, but not a regular life coach. She is a venting coach, which I've never heard of before. I've heard of Primal Scream from the 70s, which was always interesting. All therapy, therapeutic approaches interest me. So she's going to, and this interests me, and she's going to tell me about venting coaching and more. Her background and training is in mental health. Recently, she went back to obtain a post-master certificate in life coaching, which is very interesting. I, I Was that at a, at a university, Kim, or was that at a college? That's yes. Great. Go on. Yes, from a university. Now, I got my life coaching certificate, which is not even necessary to be a life coach. It's a very unregulated field. Uh, at, a, at the Center for Integrative Hypnosis in Manhattan, Melissa Tears Institute in practice, which was very, you know, I learned a lot there. Uh, but I, of course, I've heard of colleges offering uh, this field, and, I, and I'm glad, you know, I, I love the coaching field. So that's great. Uh, but you've got your own niche, which is venting. That's great. Why venting? Well, uh, after working in the mental health field for two decades, as a therapist, as a counselor, as like community resource person, I've actually just looked at what it is that we do, that this one particular area that we do that is so effective. All the other invention is definitely effective. This one particular thing that we do in the mental health service field is listening to people vent. Right. That is basic first step to anything that people do when they actually go out and seek help. So um, every, every life coach tend to eventually develop a niche, and that is mine. <laughs> I, I read your information. You said this is what it begins with. This is the first step, which is venting, which is to express areas of a person's life that they're not satisfied with, that, and that's the first step. And, of course, I agree with you. Uh, but we're going to talk about this because this is something I have some you know strong ideas about. Um, and, and with that first step, you say – you and your client together, you have, can have a field day with things that they want to work on, discuss, improve. But the thing is to start with small, small steps that they want to work on uh, and no major projects, just every everyday things that would help improve the person's overall level of function, content, and well-being. I love that. And and, and the word function is a, is a key word for me. I love function, functionality. Uh, I used to be a dysfunctional person. I think that Dysfunction is so common today that people uh, they don't even like to use the word, uh, and they like uh, you know that they say that normal is dysfunctional, and I and I take object uh, issue with that. I'm like, no, 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 normal is function. Dysfunctional is or dysfunction is abnormal. We want to get to to normal. 
to function. A lot of people be like, oh, I don't like that. Well, that's, but you know, yeah, you may not like it. But does that make it untrue? <laughs> do you want to be dysfunctional? Or you want to be functional? Uh, so what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't actually see something as dysfunctional uh, unless the person thinks it's dysfunctional. So it's very individualized. My interpretation or my, I don't want to put a label into what people are experiencing. I won't call it dysfunctional unless they think it's dysfunctional or it's disrupting their lives. Because you can do something repeatedly and it's not working out well for you, but you're okay with it. It's not dysfunctional to the person. So for me to kind of give them a label and, and kind of encourage them to change is pointless. They're not going to change. It's working for them. Why change when it's working? But you know? is, it, is it working, though? May, uh, have they resigned to the, uh, the outcome, which is undesired? Or, or is, is it really okay? That's, that's a point that I make. Yeah, well, it's it's okay so long as the person's okay with it. Because first step is this. It's like in the field of, 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 of um, mental health, we always want to get goals. We always want to generate goals. We want people to work on something. We got to find something to work on something. Why can't we just allow the person to exist to be able to communicate what they're struggling with? You know, a lot of it has to do with insurance willing to pay for certain things and not other right so we got to find something to work with no we don't what if it's working for the person we encourage it some support it and perhaps maybe even if i think it's not working it's not something i want to do that's not relevant irrelevant because telling somebody what to do is not what we do it's supporting what the person what the person wants to do uh, well not of course uh, of course, right? <laughs> if if uh, I, I went around suggesting people adopt uh, my rules uh, and my ideas of how the world would be, I would be one exhausted person and very unsatisfied because that's not the way the world works. <laughs> and that's not the way people work, right? We, we, we are our own agents. We have our own maps of the world, our own desires, our own goals, our own backgrounds. It's really not for anyone else, more or less, to tell you what to do. <laughs> but uh, that has a whole, you know, bunch of uh, baggage behind it. But let me stop there. Before that, you know, I, I, I introduced you quite organically, uh, and I really like the way, way that happened. But let me just tell uh, the listeners about you, about Kim. And now, her, first of all, as I said at the beginning, her name is Own Kim Lam, which is Vietnamese. And we discussed this before the interview. I explained that, that you know, in America, uh, Americans, we have a first, middle, and last name. And, and, uh, and a lot of people might think that Own is her first name, but it's not Kim is her first name. So that is very interesting. Uh, now, and now Kim is a very common Korean name as well. Uh, but you are uh, from uh, you are Vietnamese. What does own mean in the Vietnamese name format? Is that well? Let me uh, let me phrase this. I think I might have said it wrong. Um, over the years, uh, most people have such a difficulty time pronouncing my name on. So ah. I I need to use my last name so people can call me Kim. Because, uh -huh. you know, 
no need to just really, it's not that important. We're interacting. You, Tony and Kim is interacting. Do I am so full of myself that I've always constantly had to correct people to spell my name correctly. I am so easygoing. It doesn't take anything away from me. Why continue to correct people, making sure they got my name correctly, pronounce it correctly, print it correctly. Ultimately, I am not that attention to detail. I actually appreciate the fact that they try, but it's okay. World will end if you butcher my name for a minute, right? So rather than torturing people, I says, you know what? Call me Kim. And then I get stuck to it. I forgot that that's my middle name because I'm so used to it. Isn't that oh. crazy? <laughs> I think it is a bit crazy. So so it is the same format as here in America, first, middle, and last name. So your middle name is actually Kim, but your first name is On, which I mispronounced. I thought I had it right. I oh no, it's On. Uh, I would like to call you listen, you, you only gotta tell me once. I pay attention to detail. So if you would prefer uh, by at any level for me to call you on, I shall do that. But if Kim is what you want to go with, that's fine with me too. So which is it? Kim is fine. Kim, it is very good. So uh, great. So I, I love I love language and I'm and I love geography and cultures and and nationalities. I'm very intrigued by all of them, and that's why I went down that line. Uh, and I'm also very respectful uh, of others, and so I like to get to the bottom of it, or at least to, to a degree where I have a greater understanding of it. Okay. So what about Kim? Well, she's the owner of Ventia Vent. Life Coaching, LLC. She's a graduate of Temple University in Psychology, Rutgers University in Rehabilitation Counseling, and a post-major graduate from Ryder University with a certificate in life coaching. Her educational work history is, has a background of 20 plus years in direct care and human services. She created Ventia Vent Life Coaching because after years of working in her field, she wanted to create a confidential place for individuals to vent, to work on everyday life issues relating to stress, anxiety, self-esteem, loss of passion, work-related issues, family and work-life balance. You know, I love that. Uh, you know, and I was a life coach, and um, and a, and basically, a life coach helps a client pursue any goal. And one of the things I offered was life balancing uh, one's life, and of course depending on what model you use, there's like seven to 10 different categories or areas of life where you can balance your life. Not, never did a single prospect or client ever want me to work on this. It was always goals you know, or dysfunction, going from dysfunction to functional or pursue goals. Nobody was interested in balancing their life, uh, which, is, which always amused me, but uh, just a little interesting tidbit from me and to continuing on and uh, and concluding with her bio uh so she she works with people with uh uh mental health diagnosis uh and that's great because you know i you know because of your background with your you know, with your universities and your certifications you can do that i once i heard a, a, that i always asked if a client had a diagnosis from uh, you know from uh, from in the psychology field you know in the medical psychological medical field i wouldn't work with them at least on that issue i could work with them on other issues but not that one but you you can do that and that's awesome that's fantastic for your clients um and more and more therapists are also coaches and like uh like kim here uh, i mean i think that she really focuses on coaching now is that correct me if i'm wrong kim is that correct 
Uh, yes, the the thing about it, it will be so helpful if you find someone um, that have human services experience when you're looking for a coach, particularly um, because it's not that because if you don't have these experience or this training, you're not a good coach. It's just that it allows you the ability to perhaps screen out, screen in, screen out certain type of services that the individual needs. So someone who vent to me, who comes to me for venting with everyday life problem, they're not clinically diagnosed. If it becomes a point when they should be, that's the part where I refer out. I don't like to provide services that are beyond what my scope of service is. If you are coming in for life coach, then you should receive life coach services. And I think the part that uh, most people sometimes had uh, negative experience with their uh, life coach is because the individuals are providing more beyond their scope of service. And okay. you don't to do that and you should not do that. It's not to do that. Okay, now thank you for that for that clarification. So, so people with diagnoses, they have a place to go, which are therapists, generally speaking, and that's not what Kim does. She works with people like I did with everyday issues, and they they can turn to support for you to, to you because that's what life coaching does, and that's great. Uh, very good. I, I love life coaching. I tell you, getting. The outcomes, getting the gains and the strides is one of the greatest things, you know. And then especially when I, you know, I'm a, I'm a practitioner of NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Are you? No. Okay. But, uh, but uh, you know, NLP is very controversial and there's all different ways to, to coach someone. But I found that in coaching, it's fantastic. And sometimes I would use techniques or methods that either – that I might be, I might have been familiar with, but especially when I worked used one uh, or a set that I was unfamiliar with, and we got that that stride of the outcome. I was the greatest thing in the world. I was like, man, this shit really works. <laughs> you know, people, I'm like, remember, you know, I'm like, how are you feeling? They're like, oh, I feel great. I'm like, well, what about that problem you had? And like, what problem? I'm like, the thing you were crying about a half hour ago. You need you, you needed a box of Kleenex to get. No, no, that doesn't bother me anymore. I, I love that. That was one of the greatest. I love you know. It's it's pretty common for people to love to help others. Obviously, we're in the helping field, right? We're change workers. We're supporters, uh, and you you better really you know. But not everybody likes to help others. But you better really like to help others in this field. But it's such a great, it's such, it was one of the greatest things about getting, getting that, you know, that stride or, or that outcome as a coach. Do, uh, do you agree? I do. And that's the, that's the reason most of people go into this field. I think that one of the interesting part, I think you asked me earlier, why, why venting? Why, why that? And why not therapy? Why not counseling? I have the background. I have the degree. I have the ability to do that. Well, Venting to me is um, to be a, a venting life coach. I see myself as a pre, like a preventive care services. You know how you go to your PCP and they know a lot of stuff, but when you need something more specific, they refer you to cardiologists, urologists, whatever your needs are. But a PCP generally can give you the medical what, attention. What is a PCP? Primary care doctor. Got you. Okay, it's a comparative. So the way I see venting is this, is that people don't always know exactly what's going on. They know that they have an issue. It's interfering with their life. They're stressed. They're not themselves. They don't 
always think that, okay, I need to go seek help. That's not something they always do. And th- and there's stigma with se- with seeking help. You know, now yes, it's very, it sure is. more accepted, but there's, there is a stigma as associated with getting help. The other thing is who wants to admit they fail in life, that they need a life coach? Who really wants to do that, right? That's so right. the get people to get help is at least be the support they need when they don't have somebody available. So for example, Tony, there gotta be a time when you're a little stressed and somebody asks you, how's it going? How's it been? Next thing you know, you're telling your whole life story for the week, the struggles that you go through and you're venting. And that's awesome. It's great if you have someone, but what if you didn't and you're just venting to a total stranger in an office next to you, they're just simply asking how you're doing. They're not that interested. So the idea of this business is to create a place for individual that needs a little support because we all do, no matter who we are, no matter what what age we're in, and no matter how successful, unsuccessful we are, we need support. And one of the unique things about venting is this, when you spend quality time with your loved one, you're able to really spend quality time with them. You're not spending time talking about your emotional distress. Because after over a period of doing this over and over again, you actually are dumping. You are dumping your emotional stress on the people you love. That's the part. So now retaining a life coach that does that for you. Can imagine having one day a week, an hour to talk about some of the most intimate things that you want to talk about that you necessarily don't want to burden anyone else, right? People talk a lot about toxic relationships. Because they're on the receiving end. They're on the receiving end of listening over and over again about people venting about their life. Kim, we're getting getting into a huge area right now, and I want to talk all about it. So before, and it's huge, it's multifaceted, and there's a lot of meat to it. So before we do that, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. And then we're going to come right, come right back and we're going to talk about that venting and that support. And, and there's so many sides to it because that's going to be a, a huge discussion right there. So great stuff. Uh, well, a moment here from our sponsor and we'll come right back with An Kim Lam. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. People start something, then something comes up or they need a break or even a vacation. And they often never get back on track. Perficio is designed to allow all of this. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can live your life as you learn and make progress toward your life-changing goals. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're having a really wonderful conversation with An Kim Lam. We're talking about venting and coaching. And uh, I stopped for the break. And uh, Kim, you you can continue or I can can reply or or, uh, interject. Which would you prefer? Uh, I just finish up my thought and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Yes. When we're venting to the people we care about, we have this basic assumption that they can handle what we're sharing, that we are gi- they're giving us permission to actually disclose what it is that we're disclosing, right? So we made that basic assumption, and then we get really upset when they're not present. They're not there. They're not listening, not as attentive. They don't really give us any solution, or they just kind of... Um, 
too involved. They started getting involved and then they make it about them. So we get upset. We want something, but we get upset when we don't get what we want, right? And then we also don't think about the byproduct, what we're doing to the people, because we don't get to see the, the, their side of the story. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to ask me what you need to me to clarify. And then I'm going to go into something interesting about the mental health field and why most people don't talk about this. And this, this is the other part why people should pay for services versus using their friends and family as a provider. Absolutely. Very good. Well, um, and this is very intriguing and more. So, you know, um, as a person and as when I was when I was working as a life coach, which I don't anymore now, I'm the head of a technological coaching company that's launching a, a revolutionary app that's going to transform self-help, blah, 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 enough of that. But I, I didn't uh, give uh, a client much leeway or people in my own life to, to vent because I, I, I like, I don't like that. Uh, to me, I'm like complaining. Uh, do you compare, do you uh, compare venting with complaining? Uh, venting is like the first step. Then it becomes complaining when it's repeatedly, then it becomes dumping when you're just not even giving any consideration for who's listening or not listening. And you <laughs> feel bad. You just want to get it all out. <laughs> yeah. no, okay. Very good. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't like to complain. I don't think people should complain because I think that it's, this, yeah, there's well, there's, there's some benefit to it. I think the downside is very is is much greater. Uh, but I, I think that you, not that I'm questioning what you're doing. I think you really know what you're doing. I'm really, I really get that sense. Uh, I think it it has to be done the right way, where you you can guide somebody and and not let them be, be toxic or become toxic, uh, which is you know just doing the same thing over and over and not making any uh, progress or reconciliation or forgiveness or whatever. Uh, but I hope, but on the same other side of that coin, when it comes to expression, I'm the biggest proponent for expression there is. Ex you know, I think that's a, one of the great, one of my great strengths is being expressive. Why I have, I'm generally a healthy person emotionally and physically because I am expressive. And I think that is a critical thing is to be expressive. Do not bottle things, let it out, let it out in a way that's not, you know, psychotic. <laughs> you know, I have some sort of guidance. Uh, that's a critical thing. And if you're going to do that with a professional like yourself or anyone who has a training or a background and knows what to look for, what to listen for, and has tools and techniques to help guide you to a place of function or a place of greater happiness or that a place more glorious and then and then you're on your way uh so i i i that's my view of the matter um does that sound uh valid to you yeah yeah it does because the 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 thing is people would ask like well why do i come and see you to vent well it's 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 venting is what my niche is but the results are apparently one venting with a professional yields healthy consequences it feels healthy it doesn't feel like you're just mm, i want to say dumping what? but you're just intrusive and you're just telling people and they might might not welcome that right they're not ready for that they're not emotionally ready for your stuff the other part is very structured we ask guided questions to structure the venting so it's not like you go on and on there's some for that you can't, you can't and then the other part is this repeated cycle of 
constantly talking about the same thing. You can do that with the people that are um, in your life, but you really don't do that with your coach because your coach is supposed to be good enough to structure you so that you can be able to vent, but at the same time, you know, point out certain things like that um, makes a person more accountable for what it is that they're venting about. It's very solution focused. So it's not just about venting. First is to get it out there so that you can release some of that emotional distress. But secondly, ultimately is to help you cope with it or help you figure out what you need to do to minimize the effect that it has uh, on you so that you can be quote unquote more functional, more Mm, balance, more happy, more, um, I would say, uh, more of the person you wanted to be. Um, I think, I think the critical thing is, and I really like what you're doing here or what you do is that you, you, your niche is, is venting. Okay. Uh, which is a really, which is letting a person helping a person get to what's bothering them without it becoming toxic or dumping and intervening as a professional so that you can have that as a starting point to, to move them in a direction that they want to go. And, and that, is that correct? Yeah. And, and I think that part that um, I really enjoy because when you create your own business, you have the opportunity to create in a way that, um, you know your target audience looking for. When you work for someone, when you work for an agency, you have to kind of obey to the, the expectations and the rules of the agency. But being in the field for so long, I realized that I'm not in the business, and I told you this and um, when we, we started talking, is that I'm not in the business of having a lot of clients. I'm a very small personalized coach. I'm not interested in having a bunch of clients. I'm actually interested in the quality of services that I provide. I'm not interested in a lot of stuff that typical business do. I, I, I did mention like a small mom and pop kind of business model because the idea is I said to you, um, I'm not big on technology. I'm not advertising all over the place. I'm right. not out minute making presentations about who I am. I have the option now to kind of present myself, uh, attract the clients that I want to attract and work with the people that really wanted to work with me. Coaches are everywhere, Tony. You know that. You know in our field is saturated with coaches, Kim, right? Kim, this is another huge topic. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and I love it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm savoring uh, to, to talk about it. So let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor, and then we're going to get into <laughs> this juicy topic. Great stuff. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll come right back with I'm Kim Love. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perphysio. Poor finances are the leading cause of stress, divorce, and general troubles. Financial managers, coaches, and consultants are great, but responsibility rests with you. There are new answers. Visit www.perphysio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O. Where you can truly learn the foundational attitudes and methods of accruing wealth and staying wealthy. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're having a fantastic discussion with An Kim Lam, and we're talking about coaching and life coaching and why someone might want 
to get one and the different kinds there are and what what Kim's particular practice is. So all right, let's back up slightly. Um, why should people consider a venting life coach service? Well, there in our field, there's so many types of coaching. You know, there is career coaching, health coaching, uh, relationship coaching. Everybody break down into a niche, right? There's got to be a, there's got to be at least a hundred kinds. There is because there's services. When you are when you make purchasing decision because it's not insurance cover, right? You have the right to decide who you want to work with, whatever your life that you want to work with, right? So I thought about this and I said, you know, my service is very specialized. And one of the things I want to do is not work with a big caseload. It's hard to work and support people, a bunch of people. I don't want to do that. I want to be the support that they come through. It's like, you know, you have a family uh, lawyer, a family accountant, somebody that you go through generations and they know you and you feel like you're talking to someone. The only exception is when you retain a venting coach, all your um, informations that you talked about are kept confidential the same way you do when you end mental health services, right? Relationships, natural relationship supports are only as good as the relationship still exists. There's no bind, Tony. If you actually tell somebody something, you can only hope that that stays confidential, right? It does not always. Right. It doesn't always. Yeah. And when you're choosing a, a coach, I've always said, listen, you don't have to choose me. Choose who fits you. A life coach you know, part of it is temperament. If all things being equal, we have the same experience, same background, we've been doing this for a while, what makes us different? It all comes down to temperament, personality, um, how we feel we connect, because connectivity is so important. If you don't connect with your therapist, your counselor, your life coach, not a lot is going on. Not a lot is going on. Absolutely. Having a rapport is a critical thing between a coach and a client. And yeah. uh, and that and that it's so important is because when a person has a report, then they can feel they can they can trust you and they can talk with you about these things that are that that are interior that uh, that they either they complain complain and dump or now instead of complaining and dump, they can vent to someone who knows what to listen for, knows what to look for, and knows how to guide them. That's that's a critical. That's a big difference, right? And and you know, comp I I am of the of the belief uh, and the position. You really have got to identify a problem in order to solve it properly. And it, I think that in the in from my take, in, and so that's why I really limit people in, in complaining and, and and dumping. But that's not what you do. You don't allow people to do that. You allow them to vent. So you have you guide them. Uh, I think that. The, from my view, I, guiding them so that, that that you can obviously there's there's you know quote unquote negative emotions or, or energies inside that need the dissipation or expression and that's very healthy, but but to identify the problem is to me is a critical thing. You know, once if you identify the problem, then you can consider the possible solutions and then make a and then make a decision on, on what course to take. Uh, is, do you work that way at all, Kim? 
I do. Um, I think, like, I can give you an example of what a typical, how I, I can walk you through the process of what, what my retainer clients and what I do with them. Sure. Typically, when I do a venting, I take inventory of everything that's going on in the person's life. I listen attentively. I take notes. I basically have um, a dossier pretty much on their life profile, right? And then I would just like, okay, of all these stuff, what is the biggest thing you want to do now? What is it that you want to focus on? And then in the, in the back somewhere, I'm always focusing on all the other things that they talked about, the things that they share. I want to know what they want to work on. And then I want to identify some of the things that are contributing to the issues that they're talking about. And it's always there. And it's not, an, and life coaching for some people is very time limited. It's quick, result oriented, moved on. Well, eventing life codes is a luxury of which you can actually retain where you can work on different things at the same time because we're not a creature of goals. We're not someone who's constantly every day working on goals. So to, to, to identify a goal and make the person stick to it every day, every week, every session is unrealistic. It doesn't work. You know it doesn't work for you. You don't expect that to work for your client. So what a typical client does with me is they said all these things that they're not completely satisfied with, but they're not working on. They're just not satisfied. We have done all, identify all that stuff. And while they're venting, basically, we work on one and we dab on the other one and we work on this one because it's less resistant. You don't even know you're working. You're not even aware you're transforming. You're not even doing that. But every month we sit down, we capture and we said, hey, listen, remember we talked about the last last week or last month how are you on that oh i feel better we're not doing that anymore it doesn't bother me as much why what that what makes it not bother you as much because we improved one area that it affected the other area absolutely but in order to do that you need to be able to listen and you need to be able to allow the person to be their authentic self without judging without right. interfering with how they feel and judging is the number one reason people don't want to seek help they don't want to Absolutely. Totally. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, you you're 100% spot on. And, uh, you know, when, and another thing, and you already you alluded to it, I think that a critical part of why you're so valuable uh, is because you take notes. So, right, you take notes about the person. So it's not, you know, it's not... Now you take that information and you use it for, you know, for their goal, for, for their outcome, you know, and, and as opposed to a person just, you know, venting the same crap over and over. Now you, you like, okay, we've heard this before. <laughs> okay. So uh, what are we going to do here? I know, are we going to keep rep do repetition or are, you gonna, are we going to get to a place where you can start venting some new stuff? <laughs> right. Uh, you, you're bringing them in a direction. I, I, from my view, I mean, you tell me if I, if that's not what you do to me, it seems like you bring them in a direction. And then you also have generative, generative change, which you, you just talked about. And when, and is it going? Do you, do you know how wonderful it is to feel when you talk to someone who's not judging you, oh, who whatever say is acceptable? I might not agree with it, but it's acceptable. It is your life, not mine, right? And do you know how, the feeling you get when you have a problem and then your problem doesn't exist anymore and you don't know why? Because it's a natural process of healing, of doing things that are actively just doing little tiny things. I break every complex situation a person having to tiny little things that they could do 
effortless. So they don't even know they're evolving and changing. Just the very first step of just releasing that emotional distress is the first step of self-care. People talk about self-care all the time, but they need to translate in a way it works. We looked at a list of self-care suggestions and said, oh, that sounds really good. Problem is we don't always implement it. We have a hard time implementing what it is that we need to do. When you're working with someone who's listening, who is actually pointing out certain stuff for you, you'll be more aware, more conscious. And that's why it helps. And, and the process of helping is not like you're a client and I'm your coach and I know what to do. So therefore you need to do what I suggested. It's none of that. You're not going to get that from me. Yeah. I'm going to present you with a bunch of some things that you should think about. And then you're going to say, I'm going to say, what did you pick? And you guys, I picked this one. And I said, well, how did it go? And you say, I think it's not going as well. Why not? Oh, because of this. Do you think you want to substitute this? Maybe. Something simple. So, just so That's great. So you, you have a, like a therapy side, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to put it in a box like that at all, but you're more like you, in some ways you're like a therapist, but you definitely are coaching you. You know, you, you ask, you ask guided questions so that a, a, a client can get, get, you know, make the progress they want on their own terms. So that, that is extremely uh, an excellent way to go about it. And you also said something which, which lit me up, which I, well, I'll come back in a break uh, from the break. and I'll talk about it. Uh, but I, I will give, I, I'll just give a little teaser to the audience right now. What do you think about the possibility of Kim being my co-host on this podcast? A little yin yang going on here. All right. <laughs> a little feminine masculine. You could see if you're listening, the differences between us, obviously we're, we're in the same tribe. We're in the same field. But we have different approaches and different outlooks. Uh, lots of commonality, but lots of, uh, of differences, and they're wonderful differences. So I'm intrigued by it, and because and because that's really shown itself to me, what everything I just described. So we're going to take a moment to hear from our sponsor, and when we come back, we'll talk about that and, and other things. So uh, this is a great, great conversation we're having. We'll come right back with Aunt Kim Lam. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Ever heard of accelerated learning techniques? What if you learned more deeply than ever before? What if you remembered what you learned far better than ever before? Visit www.perficio.io. That's perficio.io, where you can understand perhaps better than ever before. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza, and the possibility of An Kim Lam being a co-host. Oh, my God. I just introduced the idea just before the commercial break. Uh, and so we're having this great discussion about how Kim coaches uh, and, you know, her expertise on the matter and not just because it's not limited to just coaching. She has a great background in psychology. Of course, coaching is, is a kind of psychology, but she has the kind of I'm talking about the kind of psychology where you have to go to school for maybe get certifications or legal or state legal government recognition, which coaching, you don't have any of that. And she has all of that. So, uh, but, but uh, she took, you talk about the differences. She's, she's a much more uh, of a listener. And of course, as a coach, I always got to listen, uh, <laughs> excuse me, but, um, but she does less. I, I do. In my, when I, my coaching style, I do a lot of guiding, uh, but I guide a, a, peop, a person to their outcome. It seems to me that she would, <clears throat> you, 
you are your goal might be just to get them to feel better in general as opposed to a uh, 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 guidance is that correct would you say that's true that is true uh, <laughs> the they're paying for is because they want to feel better right, they right. Want, but the other part Tony is like how often do you get sort of exclusivity when you're seeking services you want people to cater to your needs because you're paying for it you're paying for it you're paying for someone to listen you know so that's the other piece that most uh most people aren't aware of so i don't want to say that i'm a life coach for everyone i particularly have a uh, in mind that i think would do well and so you know i am not out there like i said every day trying to market you don't really see me doing that a lot because i just feel like you just know you just know when you make a connection just like you know how you go to a doctor and you love your doctor and everywhere you go somebody talks about doctor you're like Oh my God, I love my doctor. Oh my God, I have a great accountant for you because he's my accountant. We've been in the same, we've been using his services for years. That's the kind of coach I want to be. I don't want to be, I don't want to be Instagram famous. I'm not on TikTok. I don't do any of those stuff. <laughs> so do, you, do you consider a life coach uh, as a luxury service? I definitely do. If anything you have to pay for, it is luxury. Um, but it's also a preventive. It's before things fall apart. Ah, that's an yeah. e excellent approach. Yeah, I'm the person before they fall apart. Because in the mental health field, I only get them when things are already going way too far. I remember sitting in session thinking, oh my God, where were you? Where were you 20 years ago? Where <laughs> And my clients have asked me that often, too. When I used to do therapy, they're like, oh, my God, I cannot believe it. Why did I not see you before? And it wasn't something I said profoundly. Honestly, Tony, it wasn't like I was so good. But it was just one of my big strengths is being able to be present in the moment with the person. They absolutely love it. My show rates are so high because of that. That when I'm with you, I'm with you. There is no phone call. There's no this. There's no distraction. I don't do that because I value connection. So when I, that, like, oh, I, like a, I like a description you gave of what you do in your firm, your practice, I should say. You said that, quote, my service is like a small mom and pop restaurants in your neighborhood that you love so much. Just simple comfort foods made by a couple who runs the entire thing on a low budget, low cost, low tech. And, oh, and, you, and you mentioned that your mentor wants you to be on Instagram, YouTube, and you're not interested in all that social media. You, oh, you want to keep it on the down low, just provide quality. It seems like you have you want to have uh, basically a small clientele. Uh, as opposed to you, you're not about quantity, you're about that quality. That's, that's <laughs> right. Because having have to see client on a every day, like rotating, changing all the time, being in the, the nonprofit world, I don't really think that's helpful. It's not good for people to have, it's good for people to have consistency, you know. And I, as I love technology. I'm just not into it. I love the fact that it's 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 really really convenient. I mean, that the way you and I are able to, to talk now with your audience, it's definitely convenient. However, it's not for everyone. I like the old ways of doing things. I like to connect people. 
maybe eventually when I retire, I'd like to have a little office where I actually want to see a client in person because that's where I'm most, most absolutely effective in providing service. I have this just this love for helping people. And, you know, usually 20 years, people are burnt out. Well, I'm not. I'm still doing this. I'm still loving it and still planning my next stage in life, which is, you know, it's important. I don't get out because I'm burnt out. I get out because I realize I'm good at something. <laughs> yeah, that's great stuff, Kim, really. Now, I want to get back up for a second slightly. Now, we talked about this but uh, I like to ask the question. Now we talked about your background in psychology and the differences of what you, the differences of uh, of therapy uh, versus uh, coaching. But why should a person go with a venting life coach and not a therapist or a counselor? Why? One, if you can get a therapist, go ahead and get one. If you can get a counselor, go ahead and get, that is the beautiful part about choice. You have a choice. The other only thing is, if you're not clinically diagnosed, your problems are not to a point where it interferes your life, right? You might not want to do that yet. You're not ready. I am the readiness person. You know, I'm the one that does the preventive stuff. If you're stressed, you came to me, you're not as stressed, you resume normal function, you might not need a therapist. When you come to me, I couldn't resolve your problem. Guess what we're doing? You're going to see a therapist, Tony. <laughs> I'm going to be referring you out. So the thing is that you go what, wherever the service meets your need. So you don't just, you don't have to choose a life code. If you have an issue that is paid for by insurance, go see a therapist. Go see a counselor. If you for a life code, you do that. But the other part is remember this. Not every problem is a mental health problem, okay? Right. The issues you have requires a trained mental health specialist. You just have a little bit of difficulty. We all do. We all do have difficulty in our life. That doesn't mean we have to see a therapist, but if you need to, you should. Because my background is therapy and my background is in treatment. So I advocate for that, absolutely. But for the very well, the luxurious people, for people that have everyday problems, you don't need to go. You don't have to go. That's the thing about my approach to life is you have the choice. People who come to life coach, it's not like I know the answer. You know, they know the answer. They're the author, the producer, the playwright of their own life. I'm just here to help. I'm here to help you behind the scenes. That I'm not, I don't know your, I don't know your life the way you do. But I'm here to help. That's what I see myself as. You know, uh, as I had just mentioned a little while ago, uh, when when Kim first submitted herself, to, uh, her information to be on the podcast as a guest, she included the the quip that she said, "By the way, quote unquote, by the way, you need a female co-host. LOL. Add fun into the mix." And now that I've spoken with her, we've had this conversation that you've heard. I'm tending to agree with her. I think that I want to think we have a great chemistry, yeah, obviously, professionally speaking, a great chemistry, but that we have different uh, approaches and, and, and trainings that, and, and, and way of styles that we cover. There's so much more. I mean, the stuff that you like, that, that's that you don't, you're not into the, you know, being like, the, just call it masculine. I right, just call it masculine. I'm, I'm the masculine. You're the feminine. And that's truly, and that's, uh, uh, you know, obviously that's obvious. I'm a man, you're a woman. But I think that your style is quite feminine. 
And my style is actually quite masculine. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's a great combination, a great yin-yang that could be very intriguing and interesting uh, having uh, podcast interviews bringing that to the, the guest. Now, obviously, you're my guest on this interview, but I, I to consider, you know, what about, you know, bringing that, that yin-yang, that masculine feminine, feminine to other interviews when, when you're not the guest? I think that that is really interesting. What do you think about that, Kim? Um, I was just, I, I was watching your, your, your previous podcast and I thought, well, you which, know. Which one? Which, which interview? I clicked on a bunch of them because um, when you first uh, approached me, I was like, yeah, let me just do like some behind the scene because one, this is my first podcast. Is my first appearance. I and I'm like, I don't even know how you found me. I'm so small. Uh, but, well, well, thank. Well, I have to keep it accurate. I didn't find you. My podcast manager or okay. my exec or my executive assistant found you. They found okay. you. Uh, okay. And uh, and you uh, must have obviously been very appealing. They said, okay, this is a good a good candidate. I have no idea. I'm like, why would they? Because I'm such a. I see myself as this really low key i don't know how people could find me i've only had one page which is the uh facebook website so people can find me but i really was surprised but one of the things i noticed is this when you have a couple people uh or you have a dual person doing a podcast it's interesting because you are the host of the show i can only support you and be able to provide some questions or some things because People don't know what it takes to run a podcast if they've never done it. I listen, your assistant and, and the people that set me up to do this, they are so on point. I never done this before and they walk me through this process. It's a lot of behind the scene work that your audience don't know that it takes for you to do what you do and the hours that you do, right? So behind the scene, nobody knows. And I was watching and I was just thinking, ah, sometimes it's good to have like an opposite or have somebody else. Because when you're interviewing people, you don't, it's such a fast pace. You don't get a chance to do that, that deep processing or that questions that you want. So when you have a partner, your partner can ask the question while it gives you a chance and opportunity to rethink about what it is that you want to ask. And then it's just a very good, cohesive interview. And it's just a create up that little balance that you're looking for, you know? And you're absolutely right that I my style is definitely different than yours. I'm more relaxed, easygoing. I'm like, I'm very um, solution and goal-oriented. But in my approach, it's like you don't really know I'm doing that. <laughs> you're, you're, you, you, do, you, you're a, you do it in a very soft way. And my way is, is, more, is more harder. Uh, you know, and uh, and I, and that's that became quite apparent. So uh, I, I I certainly I was open to it. I'm very intrigued by it, uh, and uh, uh, I'm attracted to it. So I want you. I don't know what you. What do you think about? I mean, I want you to think about it going forward. But what are your thoughts on it right now? You, and that was that was your idea from the first place. But uh, do you would you like to do that? Would like to be my, if not my co-host, my guest co-host sometimes. I would definitely, it will, it will be really fun. This will be really fun for me. It's definitely different. I don't do it often and I don't anticipate it, but you know, life is about opportunity and you don't always get to plan out what it is that's coming. Right. So in the kind of business that we do, we always support individuals to know that, you know, when you put things out in the universe, sometimes it does come true. I was only kidding and said, you need a, a, a co-host, you know? 
And I was just like, I was only kidding because that's what I observe. And I'm very, um, how do you say, forward in my and, and open when I say things. So I put it out on the universe. I wasn't thinking me. I was just thinking you need a, a co-host, a female co-host. I wasn't thinking me particularly because I was thinking, I don't know anything about technology. <laughs> know anything about podcasts so I wasn't thinking me particularly but I think if your audience liked it and they felt like what I had to offer could could be beneficial it, it would be worth their time listening of course absolutely this is a, a interesting for me it's not something I expected <laughs> okay great so at this point uh, there's a good chance of it. I, I, if audience, if you have any idea, any opinion on it, please let us know on social media or on on the website at selfhelpcoaching.com. But uh, I'm open to it. Uh, you know, at least not, I'm not saying regularly, but I'm saying at least intermittently, I'm open to it. And it seems like Kim is, so that's great. And we're going to leave it at that. Uh, and I want to say, Kim, it's been a wonderful com- meeting and conversation with you. Uh, and now you already said you how do people contact you? I, I know you're on Facebook. Say how people can contact you, please. I, um, I am on Facebook. I listed my business on Google so people can Google me, but, um, that's it. I don't really have a lot going on. This is it. Like you just go to Facebook, contact me, go to Google and Google. I don't. Okay. Really- but say, okay. But the, your, your profiles are, uh, venti, uh. What's your profile on Facebook? What is it? Um, it's Venti Vent Life Coaching. Okay, it's Venti V N T E A V E M T. Is that right? Yes, Venti Vent and then Life Coaching. Okay. Yeah. Okay, hold on. We get we gotta get the spelling right. Uh, okay. V, okay. Spell it. Spell it out before Life Coaching. Oh, okay. So vent is V E N T E A, and then vent life coaching. Okay, vent. Okay, all right, got it. Uh, venti vent life coaching. Because what confused me is you actually put an M in, in the your submission form, and that's what confused me. All right, all right. Now we clarified it. Great. So venti vent life coaching on Facebook. Great, and. Uh, and, or is there a, maybe a number or an email address that you want to put out there or just have them go to your Facebook? The Facebook will give you like directions how to reach out to me. Right. Uh, I want as simple as possible. There's not a lot of things you got to do. You go there, you read my bio, you decide you want it. Do you want a consult? You definitely could ask for one. I do provide detail like an hour of consult, which typically people don't do. And I do that because... One, I'm actually allowing the person to get to know me a little bit, you know, just not about what I do, but actually just connect a little bit to see if okay. this is something fun. Yeah. So, so you offer, a, is this a free consultation you're talking about or is it? Okay, yeah. oh, that's great. So yeah. if, if you want to speak to Kim and see if it's a match uh, for a free consultation, go go to her Facebook page, which is Venti Vent Life Coaching on Facebook. It's it, it's a, and uh, I, I just followed you yesterday. It was very interesting. So, and and then she'll she'll offer you a a free uh, out was a phone call, consult yeah a a consultation uh, on the phone or on a Zoom or is it- yes on Zoom okay. and, and you'll, see, you'll see if it's a match for you and and if you want to hire great stuff. 
Kim, it's been a pleasure ha having you on here. I really appreciate it. Great meeting you. And now the future is open for us to see if we can be co-hosts on my podcast. I, I, I like the idea of it. We'll talk more about it. And uh, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on. Uh, and remember, audience, we're all responsible for ourselves. And we could all use a little help. With that, thank you for listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast. Kim, thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Okay. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.